Okay, welcome. So here we are, another day talking about the the pure, unadulterated bliss of running a private practice, right? The the most the the thing that has turned out to be just like you thought it would be. It's just rose petals at every turn. Everything is easy. You make lots of money, and that's why we do this podcast, right? <laughs> because it's so easy. And it takes no information and everybody can do it. No, obviously joking. So just as a reminder, we're, you know, we're always talking about issues related to what, what it's like being a doctor trying to run a business and, and trying to learn the appropriate skills for that. So uh, we just finished up a big event out in Vegas, had some incredible speakers uh, Tim Tebow, Deion Sanders, a whole lineup of folks. And we, uh, I know a lot of the, many actually ran into a lot of the listeners that were actually there. So that was fun to have you guys there. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, make sure that you guys are, we're going to move that event next year to Nashville. So we'll make sure we get you the dates, but next year in June, we're going to move that to Nashville. It was a you know, there's an enormous amount of work putting them on, but like we, I was, we were super impressed and with, particularly, I, I tell you what, the, one of the guys that really shined for me was Deion Sanders, and just talking about, you know, how to, you know, kind of bringing up people that have a little bit of fight. So, but today we have a special guest, so uh, I'm going to introduce him here shortly. So, you know, when I bring you the guests, you know, what we're trying to do, these are. Uh, people I've worked with who are clients, friends, and, you know, I, I, inv- I invite them, and it's their way of kind of contributing to the profession, if you would. Uh, I want to remind you that they're not agreeing to want to take phone calls from you. They're not wanting to give you free advice. These are my friends. These are not people who I am opening up to every Tom, Dick, and Harry calling them. You guys all have a problem with you. You like free advice too much, so just make sure you respect the boundaries of these people. They're not, please don't call their offices and ask them a bunch of questions. That's not not what they're signing up to do. They're here to help you and to share their stories, and hopefully you're able to gain something out of these stories. So, Dr. Perry Stamatitis, I always struggle with your last name. It's like no matter how many times I look at it, Perry, I refer to you affectionately as Perry. Stamatitis. Stamatitis. Do I get that? Am I even close? I always feel like I Um, butcher it. Pronounce it correctly. Correctly, the Greek way is stamatiades, Ah. but in English we say... (laughs) <laughs> right. So, okay. I knew I wasn't getting, I've always thought all these years, I'm like, there's probably a correct Greek way. Thank you for sharing that. Right. Isn't it funny? So basically your name has been changed. <laughs> correct. Thank, hey, thank you so much for being on today. And so let's, you know, let's just kind of dive in. And again, I appreciate you taking the time and I know, you know, 
Uh, just to kind of give you guys some bit of a background, it looks like you joined with us in a gold membership in January of 2012. So uh, you're, you've got over 10 years in. Um, you were kind enough to send me at the 10-year mark a letter detailing your progress, which I will tell you I very much appreciated and was actually very instructive for me, you know, if that makes any sense. So give them a little introduction. Tell them, uh, so you're a family man. Tell, tell them a little bit about where you are, a little bit about the family, and maybe a, a snapshot. Uh, let's talk about why you became a dentist. Sure. Um, now, I've, um, I'm a practice in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, a native, actually grew up here. And um, I have a beautiful wife, Faye, of, of 12 years, and we have three kids, John, Ellie, and Ari, uh, who keep us very busy. Mm. Uh, I started late in life, so um, I got I got kids, three kids in elementary school, and I'm already 50. So wow, life's you. very busy. Um, but, you yeah, know, to be a dentist, you know, I, I, don't, I didn't really realize – that I wanted to be a dentist early on. But um, once I got into college, uh, I thought I was going to the medical direction. You know, I thought I was going to be a physician. Okay. But then, you know, I started following around doctors, you know, going to a general practitioner and follow around an orthopedist. And there were things I liked about each each practice, but there were things I didn't like. Yeah. For instance, yeah, for instance, in, in, uh, in, um, orthopedics, you can see what you're doing, you can physically fix it, but then you never see the patient again, most likely, unless they're a chronic patient. Mm. Um, with your internists, um, build a lot of great relationships, a lot of patients, you watch them grow. But a lot of times you're not really fixing a lot of the problems, you're managing them, like diabetes and things like that. Mm -hmm. So when I fell into dentistry, um, a gentleman in my church who was a dentist, um, you know, I was kind of struggling where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, wasn't sure. He said, why don't you come check me out? And I was like, ah, dentistry, that's gross. You just pick stuff out of people's teeth. You know, I had one filling and some braces, and that was about it. And um, But once I got to, to follow him around and see all the engineering, all the architecture, all the uh, cosmetic stuff you can do the, um, to, to help somebody's self-esteem. Um, and I, there's this one quick story. I was, remember assisting, a, assisting him, and he was removing this lady, probably in her late forties, had gum disease, and he was removing her teeth. And I could tell she was very nervous. Again, a very pretty lady, yeah. but she just had this horrible disease. And once he removed the teeth, he was went back to get her partial denture at the time, which was gonna be something temporary. And I could see her lip slowly come to that space and then kind of feel where her teeth used to be. And then her eyes started to swell. And then when he gave her a partial, and she looked in the mirror and she saw that she wasn't, you know, this this ugly person, that she actually looked normal. She just cried even more, but there were tears of joy. And I was like, wow, I want to do that. It's a powerful thing, isn't it? Really, think, is. it I can think, be. I think a lot of times, people for, you know, it, I love that you share that story because I, it is like, that seems like it would be the moment, right? That you would just want to do as many times as you possibly could. And it, when you have that, when you build those relationships, when you get to spend time with the patient, understand their motivations, understand who they are as people and realize you're there to help them achieve their long-term health goals. Mm. Once you can make those connections and you see them go through that growth, kind of like you've probably seen me grow in, in your company. Sure. You know, 
What um, did your so what did your parents want you to do? Was it be a doctor or a lawyer type thing? Or no, they didn't care? Um, you know, the Greek, yeah, they didn't really care. I mean, the Greek culture is very big on education. And, mm-hmm. and my dad wanted me to work for myself because he worked as a pharmacist. And um, it was just a lot of long hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was gone every other weekend working 12-hour shifts. And so it was tough. And there, you know, there are some pros for yeah. being your own boss. So. Cool. So I guess I didn't realize you guys had only been married for 12 years. I don't know. For some reason, I just thought you were, that's, that's good. So you were, it's kind of crazy. You were getting married just before really you came on with us then around that same time. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then three kids, bam, 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 uh, pretty close together. So with the amount of growth I've had and being able to balance family, um, which a lot of stuff I've learned and some hints I've learned from you along the way, to how to balance and create time. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's helped me uh, start, stay married. Well, I'll tell you one thing. And, you know, I, I think I had made a commitment to you if you would give me 10 years and, and I appreciate you giving me the 10 years. And, and, and that was a lot of what your letter was, was capturing the progress you had made. Right. Which is pretty powerful to look back. So let's talk a little bit about, so let's talk about your journey. So you, you, you open up practice. I met you in 12. When did you start practicing? Like, when did you get your own practice? Oh, um, after my rest, probably, um, I moved back to Asheville in 2004 and I took over a well-established dental practice. Um, very great dentist, Dr. Bill Cave, who's, uh, he's passed on since, Mm -hmm. but he, um, had only three operatories, yeah. but he had such a great high, you know, great dentist. Um, and um, when I started, we ended up growing so fast that we needed to find more space. So I ended up thinking that, you know, I needed to be the best dentist I could be. So I was doing a lot of like continued education courses for myself, but I never really learned how to be a boss yeah. or a leader or sure. um, businessman. So when I came to SI, um, you know, I was, I think, getting seven new patients a month, but I still had a, a pretty decent, you know, for solo dentist back then in 2010, I mean, 2011, I was at 1.1, which wasn't, which is pretty good, but, you know, a um, lot of, a lot of other things, I just wasn't happy with where I wanted to be. And then after I had my first son, I realized, Hey, I think I want to bring on an associate and spend more time with family because now I had a, a different purpose in my life. Sure. So if, if you, if 2004, so six, eight years, so mm-hmm. in that eight years, you got the practice to a million one. And do you mind sharing like roughly what that looks like today, approximately? Oh, uh, so you, practice, you come to work uh, on this in 12, right? So that's, right. you know, you, so you now 13 we're, years. Uh, should be hitting around 5 million this year. Okay. So, so we have, uh, I'm not the only one. I have uh, three other doctors. Right. And we're- but I, I think that's important for people to understand, right? Like I always, I always like to, and it's, it's not a fair comparison, but like, I know for me, and I think for everyone to realize that sometimes it feels like, you know, you hit a ceiling, right? A ceiling of complexity, a ceiling of frustration and then you do something and then it breaks through. So like I always want to tell people that like, 
you know, I have a lot of clients that they have practiced for 10, 12, 15 years, and they get up to that million, million, two, million, three, and they can, that's not enough money to satisfy what you have to do. Like a, a million dollars in collections is not enough for most people to be able to pay all the bills and all the expenses and all the teams and all the supplies and then have a fulfilling life. So it's really interesting, right? So once that those expenses keep rising, which is what happens, a lot of people, they've the, the, the ceiling of collections stops, but expenses keep rising, and then they get in a position where they can't invest in growing the practice. So, you know, I, I do think it's just always an interesting, right? So the journey, so if you think about that journey, so let's, let's go back. So when you, and again, not to be, but do you even remember like what you thought was gonna happen when you hired us? Like what was your, cause I'm assuming it was a small kind of goal, right? It was. Oh, it was, yeah, it was really small. I, you know, I thought if I could get like, probably you probably hear this a lot, if I can just get to 2 million. Uh, and I wanted, um, I wanted more consistent patient flow, um, you know, 70 patients a month, right. one, even for one doctor, it's not, not, a, not enough to really um, kind of, kind of grow your practice. So how many, I just wanted to, yeah. How many new patients a month do you guys get now? I think, uh, at least this last quarter, we just had, we've been averaging about 113. It's awesome. Yeah. Or 106, somewhere around there. So how do you, like so can me ask you a question? When you tell a guy getting 10 new patients, somebody's getting 106, you know what they say sometimes? I'd never want 106, right? So tell me about that. Tell me how you changed. And when you look at it, like how, how did, what, what was wrong about the idea that like the seven is getting the best service in the world? Where, did you, versus that, I, I bet you that the hundred gets better service than the seven got back then. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. Because back then I was one dentist. I had, you know, your typical office manager, a very small team. So we couldn't really create that customer service and that hospitality that I really wanted to at that level. Mm. And actually that's, that's really, I think that's what really attracted me to the Schedule Institute was y'all were able to fill the gaps. Uh, I mean, I was a good dentist and I could produce dentistry, yeah. but I was getting my team on board, getting that customer service when they walk through the door, uh, their whole experience, they walk out the door and y'all help kind of make that happen. So when it, but when I was thinking back then to now, you know, seven new patients was, I could handle more personally, mm -hmm. but even, even 113, I can, with whatever, what we do now with all the um, revenue that's coming in, there's, there's, there's a, there's a saying, no, there's no mission without margin. Yes. Um, and we weren't able to do things. We weren't able to donate to our community. We weren't able to help, do these awesome benefits I have for my team. Uh, we weren't able to provide this great experience for the patients. And here I thought back then that the patient just coming to see me and do great dentistry, hmm. which they were, but the experience still means a lot too. It's a, I, I kind of call it, it's like a variation of like being very self-centered, but no dentist actually thinks they're self-centered. I love that. They're actually very judgmental and pompous about, you know, they want to suggest that the quality has to go down, which is completely false, right? Would you would you agree with that? Like, oh yeah, and there are a lot of great dentists that I met early on in my career that focused me to be small and keep my niche and watch mm -hmm. my overhead, but that's a lonely place to be. And um, I, I like to engage, I like to teach, I like to interact with other colleagues. Yeah. So once I started having associates um, or other doctors in the practice. 
some my age, some younger, we're all able to collaborate and we all work together. Mm. And, you know, I can do more for my team now than I could ever trying to think small. Now yeah. we think big and think, what else can we do to improve? So, okay, so today, and listen, one thing I want everyone to understand is that Perry is a very humble person and, you know, that's one of his really great characteristics. And and I think, you know, obviously, you know, you're a active Christian. You're 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 trying to be a good person, right? Like, so I, I wanna I wanna make sure everyone listening understands this that that's part of the journey for everybody, you know, be, becoming, there's a theory that says that money reveals who you are. And like, it's been fun to watch you because what it, what it revealed is there was a generous heart, there was great intentions. And, you know, we, we just kind of came alongside you in that journey, right? And I don't think at any point you ever, you know, so I, I want to comment on that. Like, so one of the things, so let's talk about this. So when well let's talk about what you have learned so you are you said it several times you are creating an experience for your patients and my assumption is then they're turning around and sending their friends right i mean is that is that what's happening like so everyone understands this like right so because this is the business we're in right it's like you create this and then all of a sudden, something really pleasant and lovely happens, which is they're sending their friends, right? Right. We just, um, and this, I don't know um, if your listeners are tracking this, but we, we track our internal referral rate. Yeah. And our internal referrals for last month was 64%. And, and that's, that's great. pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to, we're shooting And so 70. when you, that's 60, you know, if you round to 100 patients, that's 64 patients a month coming in from referrals, right? So... I, you know, and I, and I think that's a great point. Like for people listening to this who are just convinced that, you know, they've, they've listened to someone who's just trying to make them be like them and justify their lack of energy and creativity and convincing them that small is the only good. You know, it's like, so, right. Cause that's what you're basically, you've said, right. That actually by and again, you're a humble guy. You sometimes got a $5 million practice. You know, they, they want to hear what you want to say. But that journey for you has been about serving the patient, right? Like that's what's, serving, do you think, that's yeah. in the team? Yeah. Um, you know, I always, I think I, I got a lot of this from my faith, from the way my parents and grandparents raised mm-hmm. me. But it, again, without, without margin, there's no mission. So it was very frustrating for me early on because I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted mm-hmm. to give back. I knew I wanted to create this experience, but I'm just one person. And having your team kind of come side by side with me to kind of help fill in the gaps and get everybody trained, because I can give the best experience possible, but my front desk or my assistant, if, if, if somebody drops the ball, it's, it's kind of wasted energy because you lose the impact. So as growing, growing from where I was and, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I've, there are things I've wanted in life. There are things I, I did want to be successful. I did want to have an, a, a great practice where people were, were proud to come to. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, it, it's, uh, it's kind of like your, your values and you, you strive for us to kind of list our, our, our core values for our company. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, I took that to heart and our mission and our vision. And now over 10 years, that's really coming to fruition, but it took time. There were times where, 
we were like, we're doing everything they're telling us to do. You know, we we're checking off all our action items every time we've had a training. And it took a couple of years for me, and mm-hmm. I could be quicker for other people, but it took a couple of years for me to see traction. Yeah. And it was that patience that I needed um, that I didn't have, you know, I've, I've grown a lot. My team has said I've grown a lot, but yeah. that patience of, of not wanting things today and realizing that you need to plant the seeds and to, to reap the benefit at some point. So let's talk about some of the, so you go from like a million to 5 million, you're, you're in this chaotic stage of raising young kids. So yeah. talk to me about how now that you look at it, how, like, like how balance is working for you, right? Now, there's never a perfect balance, right? But there, there are ebbs and flows. Some things happen where you have to kind of jump in and, and do what's needed. But for the most part, you know, um, and this is not only for me, but I create this for my team as well. We rarely stay past 5.30, 6 o'clock. On a, on a work day, we, we right. usually end at five o'clock. Um, my team, you know, they have personal time. We have PTO, they can take time off. When I take my vacation, the office is still running so they can take their vacation when they want to take it. Yep. So it's almost made me become more family oriented. Yeah. But for my family, I, I couldn't, the reason I was doing what I was doing and living off that small margin at a million point one yeah. was because it was just me. I didn't have a family. I didn't have to save right. for college. Wasn't sent them to private school, you yeah. know. But then you start getting three kids. You start getting married, and it's like, whoa, you know, you know. I, I need to do. I need to figure out how I can providing for this practice. But how can I provide for my family? And how? And the thing is, is my my kids, I, I you know, love their trips and things they do, but they want me there. Right. So I've been to their school functions, their their football games, the gymnastics mm-hmm. meets. Good for you. And by doing by being, by growing the practice, by implementing all these strategies that you've taught me, I'm able to balance a $5 million practice and still be the best that I can be. That's awesome. Struggling with late payments and seeking effective solutions to boost your collections? Look no further. Benefit from Jay Geyer's extensive 25 years of experience and proven strategies to elevate your private practice to new heights. Discover how we can assist you in achieving sustainable practice growth by visiting schedulinginstitute.com today. Well, let's talk a little bit. I know, you know, a few months back you had reached out to me and, and, you know, this journey of generosity, right, which is this exploration of what it's like to be a generous person and how to have a generous business. And you, you, that's something obviously has resonated with you a lot from a personal and a faith-based. And so let's talk about this. So you, I know you're, you're going on, I don't know if it's 10 or 11 years of your free day for veterans, right? Uh, servants oh. with smiles. Give me that. Servants with smiles is for the community. Um, we actually teamed up with uh, another SI okay, office for yeah. the Smiles for Freedom. Okay, we've done gotcha. that about four years now. Yeah. Okay, so talk to me about that. Like the, and again, you know, a lot of people will try this once and then never do it again. But let's talk mm-hmm. about. And, and I know it's something that you want to share with other doctors and something you have an interest in. So let's just kind of give me, you know, what what that's looking back after 10 years, how important that is, has been to your, to your process of generosity for both you and your right, team. Right, right. 
Um, you know, we, we started um, opening up to our free day of dentistry back in 2013. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it's not a new concept. People have been doing right. it. The, the North Carolina Dental Society had a mission of mercy, but they do these yeah. big 40 dentists, long weekend, you know, events. But um, I used to work at a local clinic and do free surgery once a month in the evenings. But once I started having a family, I, I couldn't really justify yeah. the time. So I was like, so what can I still do? So I decided to kind of make it like a mini mom project. And, um, you know, you, you talked about it a lot and, and encouraged us. Actually, I think you challenged us yeah. to try to get back to our community. So the, the first year we tried it, you know, um, it was a success. But now that I see over 10 years how it's grown and how the community kind of depends on that and looks forward to that event, um, not it's, it's been a great safety net for the community and those who are underserved. But, you know, something very special happened. You start attracting employees who want to serve mm. and who want to give back where life is more than just themselves. And you start creating this culture of generosity and gratitude. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, only till recently, you know, I, I started seeing that and realizing that. And I have been working very hard in the last couple of years to really make sure that my team has the, the right mind and heart going into this. Yeah. Because we all have money. But, you know, it's, it's something when you're serving others, you forget about your problems. You forget about mm. things don't just seem as important. And when you realize where other people are coming from and how hard they have it. You just appreciate and you're, you're just great. So it, it's really it, it's really improved the culture of the practice where we've done a mission trip to Costa Rica. We've added on, like you said earlier, the, the Smiles for Freedom event, mm-hmm. which uh, we do in November for veterans. This will be our fifth year coming up. And then other just um, local charities uh, and just trying to get back. That's awesome. So are you are you happy? Like when you reflect on where you are, what's your level of, yeah, there's a a lot of, there's a lot of negative data, right? About Dennis and the way they feel and, and look, I think everyone can have discontentment, but what's, you know, when you think back, like, and again, it's been a, a fast 10 years in a lot of ways for you, I think, um, how, 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 I mean, how are you feel like when I just want, like, how are you feeling about the work you do and right? I mean, you're, it seems like you're, you're, you're pretty happy about it and that you're excited yeah, about I'm, it. And I just, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm content. I'm excited. I, um, you know, thinking back 10 years ago, which is a long time, but I, I just remember I was always stressed and, and fearful mm. of the future and, you know, always looking for the next shoot a drop or this or that. And once I started, you know, once I started having a vision and trying to work toward that vision with a lot of help, yeah. but you know, working toward that vision and I started getting wins under my belt, I started realizing getting the experiences and failures, yeah. but learning from them, but learning from them in a positive way. I, I now am, I wouldn't say happy cause happy is just a feeling, yeah. but I'm, content. I'm yeah. definitely content. Well, that's better. And right. And when I look back, I, I um, was sharing with another another colleague of mine or friend about, you know, I always wanted to be a good dentist and that's important. But now I realize at this stage in my life where I am in my career, 
It's more about now looking after my team and the yeah. people that I spend most of my time with. And what is my job now? Because uh, I have doctors that do great dentistry. Um, what is my job? And my job is to facilitate um, the dentistry to occur, but also to help grow uh, these young gentlemen and women to be the best version of themselves. And when you see that, when you see that happen, it, it's you, you become more content. Yeah. You start. I mean, oh, I don't. But, I, I really but don't you think forward. it's it's an interesting thing that you have to go through this process of taking care of yourself to have the capacity to do that and that it isn't something that just comes overnight right like the cool yeah. thing is you're you were describing the early years of a little harder and the persistence and 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 the compounding over time right i think a lot of people want to be successful but they want to be successful really fast and really quick when they haven't done all the the base work or the foundation work to to even come close to justifying that, right? Right. And, you know, when I first joined, there were some members that, you know, had already had multi offices and multi practice uh, uh, business. And I was like, gosh, I'm never going to, you know, all the nevers, I'm mm. never going to do this. I'm, I can't do that. All this verbiage that was in my brain because I didn't have that experience. I didn't have those wins. I didn't have the knowledge. Mm. And it, now when I look back, you know, we're looking in and opening up another location and, you know, I have, I have the facts, you know, you taught me how to yeah. calculate the facts. So now I'm more excited about the right opportunity. Mm. I'm more um, invigorated, have this energy about, okay, what's next? That's how great. can I do this? How can I do it well? Um, love it. But without, without margin, you know, without trading a profit, there's no way I could have made the lives of my team better. There's yeah. no way I can make the lives of my patients better. So it starts with me. It started with me. It started with me looking at my business, started with me learning about business and how slowly I could turn everything around and, and it worked. It just took time. Well, and for everybody listening, you know, there's a, there's a formula and that formula is, and you know, I love that you've described this several times about this group of people. And for most doctors, you know, you have yourself and your family, then you have your team and then you have your patients. And so when you really, you know, evaluating how a doctor is doing, taking care of their patients has always been our first measure. And I think it's hard to accept for a lot of people that they're not doing well taking care of the patients, right? And so flipping the paradigm. And so when, when you hired us to begin with, do you remember what, what, what caused that? Does it, did we send you something? Were you referred uh, to uh, remember? You like, sent me something in the mail. Okay. It was like, a, it was a CD yeah, about yeah. You know, scoring zero, zero to five and we scored a zero. Okay. And I was like, let me just listen. But actually I was in a, I was working on my mastership uh, within the AGD uh, back in um, around the t same time, I was already three years in and Dr. David Bradley was in that course with huh. me and started mentioning how he was, what he wanted to do with his practice and how he wanted to grow. And, and he was, you know, working with this guy called Jay Geyer. And so, you know, I, I, I first heard of the Sedge Institute um, from, from David. And then when I got, you know, so I, I knew he almost mm -hmm. gave it some, legitimate, you know, legitimate, you know, um, idea for me, yeah. I guess it wasn't yeah. something 
I just found on my own. But because he kind of told me about it and was interested in it, um, then I, you gave me the CD, I listened to it. And then I, I said, you know what, there's a lot I don't know. Yeah. And there, you know, there are other people that are learning these things are willing to teach these things. And I just, I just had to be, you know, you describe me as humble and, you know, I, I love to be as humble as I can, but I still have an ego. Yeah. And back then I had probably a larger ego and it, it just was coming to terms with that and saying, look, I need to learn more. Don't you think it's a bit of a trap? Like the, you know, uh, so let's take, so for fun, like, let's say you had to, uh, you, I, I got to ask you the question, okay, Perry, what are the, what are the two or three things that you've gotten out of this relationship that thinking back, you absolutely had no idea was going to happen, right? Like how much of this really wasn't, you know, right? Versus right. what, ha I don't know, like what, what would you, or if you were trying to say to somebody, here's what somebody thinks we do, but here's really what, what they do. Right. Like, give me your thoughts on that. Right. Um, you, you know, as dentists, we all try to, we want, we all try to be holistic, a holistic approach mm -hmm. with the patient. And, you know, when it comes to our careers, we have to be holistic and it doesn't just start and end with walking through the door and walking out of the door. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it was working on myself, growing to be the leader I wanted to be. It was getting my finances, and they weren't in shambles by any means. I, I, my parents taught me well, but it was just learning more things on how to forecast, how to mm -hmm. be ready for when I'm investing and not you know, having some cash flow issues yeah. when I'm investing in practice. So one of the big things is, is just trying to make me a better person, not just within my yeah. practice, but all around. And I appreciate that. You know, um, my wife and I go to um, marriage retreats, you know, just mm -hmm. to kind of reconnect. Yeah. We, we schedule quarterly vacations for our kids for um, and for the family. Um, we, we do a lot of things that are intentional. So I think one of the big things, the number one thing is that Schedule Institute taught me how to be intentional. Hmm intentional with my time awesome. and, and intentional with the people that I care about, which are my family, my colleagues, um, my team and my patients. Mm. Um, and so that, that has to be probably the biggest thing. Um, and gosh, so, what else? so, well, let's think about this. So that, you know, there's an expression, right? People like justify. And I, one of the reasons that, you know, I love and again, thank you for doing this. Now I don't want you to share anything that you don't want to share with people, but I think it's a, you know, if I if I if we started and we say okay here's somebody with a five million dollar practice right you can it's so funny you can almost become unrelatable in a lot of ways so that's why I always want to go back and talk about you know the starting point right <laughs> and then what can happen um, so you know I, I look can we talk about your spouse's involvement and in how you what you've brought her to, how you've managed that, and just give me some, you know, I've always said, please bring your spouses, right? Because I've always wanted them to hear what I have to say because I have nothing to hide, right? So tell me, and, and, and occasionally sometimes, you know, that, that maybe people don't agree, but I, how is that, I, I, you know, and again, as they get busy, they come to less things, I understand all that, but we're thinking back about involving your spouse at least in the 
concepts? How important was it to have her understanding what you were trying to do? Um, it, it was it was huge. It was it was critical. Um, I remember coming. I think you had an exit strategy uh, lecture or uh-huh. event. That, um, I went to and I took Faye. I brought Faye with me, and I needed her because this was, it was an investment into the practice. Yeah, and I needed Faye to understand what what the vision was. And yes, we want to do fun things for our kids. We want to do, you know, this was before we, I think we were pregnant when I brought her. So she was thinking of other things at the time, but I needed her to buy in because if she didn't buy in, if we didn't, if it wasn't this team approach and, you know, you know, Faye and I have, we're strong in our faith. We're strong in our family values and we're, we're a team. We don't have our separate bank accounts. I mean, everything is, is ours together. And this practice is ours together. And um, her opinion about this is just as important. And if she didn't buy in, I don't think I'd have the success today. If she didn't understand why I wasn't going to be, you know, why I was going to be working hard and having to put in a little bit more hours initially in order to create a vision, she had to buy into the vision, the understanding, and realize that I'm doing it for us and what that meant. And um, you're right. With three kids coming along the way, we've been very busy the last 10 years. I wasn't able to bring Faye to a lot of the events you were having, and uh, which was unfortunate because I wanted Faye to meet some of the other spouses and kind of mingle with all the other couples. But um, it's a busy you know, stage with three kids. You know, it's a busy stage. They they come in and out of that. You know, so you got to remember that one too. You know, yeah, that's awesome. So, so the so the question that people grapple with is, you know. Well, so, so the business can get better and the relationships can get better and the money can get better and you can do a better job with the patient and everybody can win, right? I mean, that's, I don't know why it's so hard for people to, 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 to process that, right? And and it can be better than you think it can be if you do the work, right? Is that, I mean, and, and, and you know, when you tell people that sometimes they, oh, I don't know, you know. So I, again, I, I just really appreciate your persistence, your tenacity, right? To follow through and to stay the course. And as you did that, like you just said, like you're going to do a new office. It's going to be the least stressful for you, right? Probably of anything, you know, is that fair? Like, yeah, it is fair. Because you have confidence. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And you know, thinking back to when I first started with all these things that were coming, you know, when you're a solo dentist, you take on everything. Mm-hmm. And when you start hearing other people and what they're accomplishing, once you, what, most dentists don't realize until you've been through this process is that I'm not doing everything by myself. Right. I have an executive assistant. I have team leaders. I have, you know, other doctors. So when you see $5 million a year. Yeah. uh, Yeah. By myself. So what, what's important to know is that, that you do teach people when to let things go at the appropriate time, because there's this capacity that I didn't think I had and when I got to a certain point, I was getting stressed out. It was basically time for me to let go of something. Mm-hmm. And that's when I need to work myself. And then when I got stressed out again, I was like, oh, this K, 
I've, I've taken this, but I can't grow anymore until I let this go. Who can I mm-hmm. steward this to? Yeah. So they'll do a good job with it and I can feel confident that I can move on. And I think a new dentist coming in is very fearful about, gosh, I'm already busy. I'm already working all these hours. Right. I can't really put into this. But if you have a plan and you have somebody to walk with you to help you along with your plan and help you strategize how you're going to do it, then it makes it so much easier once you get that plan. Yeah, life's easier with a good team, right? There's no question. And it is funny to think about that now, you know, like you're a guy with a personal assistant. You, know? <laughs> you got to love that, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I love the way, you know, it's like, but, and this is where you guys listening to understand, like, this is probably not a thing that, you know, when I first met you, I was like, hey, you know what you need to do is hire an assistant. You know, that's something that comes in time, right? And it comes by, having a lot of work and then realizing, Ooh, I got to get rid of it. So I love that, but it's this process. And, and so, and I, I think you're right. I think we, you know, there's a lot of judgment, um, that, that can go into this. And, you know, for everyone listening, who's struggling, you know, the more you do and the less you build a good team, you're creating a misery trap, you know, it's like, and I think it's funny how they justify in all kinds of different ways. But at the end of the day, when you take a pulse on the situation, you know, you know, I can now have a conversation with you and, and, and not and listen, I'm, I'm taking no credit for this because it's you. But there's a lot of joy in thinking about the fact that helping you build your practice has also made you a better father and, you know, a better leader. And I mean, these are the these are the reasons why. You know, like you said, you have core values. It's, it's the reason I do this thing, right? So it's the reason why we chose to help doctors because you guys have this unique little situation where you can have this business that is very impactful in the community, transform people like you just said, make bring tears to their eyes, getting them a new job. And then you can have, you know, was a delightful team, you know, and, and so, and, and so, I mean, listen, it's for me to talk about, it's a lot of fun. I, I just want people to understand on the other side of this, these, this is a story of what happens when you put your head down. Right. And, 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 and I think a lot of people and not, you know, I also love about what you do. And I think, and you and I like this in common is that, you know, in all the years, if, if you, you're not converting your business to a church. <laughs> your, your business is a business that is applying correct principles to its team and its patients and its customers. And when you do that, there's some magic to it. <laughs> you know, and, and that's what we're desi- that's what we're supposed to do, right? Right. I mean, I'm, I'm authentic when I'm at work, but I'm the same person when I'm out of work. And, that, and that's you, if you're one of those people that you're you act a certain way when you're at home and then you go to work and you're, you know, maybe not ethically doing things that should be done or you're not doing you're, you're just a different person. You're, you're conflicted within. Yeah. And um, you, you need to be authentic. And when you can be authentic and share yourself with your team, your patients, um, your vision, then people will rally around you. They, they, people love authenticity. Yeah. So true. But they also like when it's 
it, it's it's correct and its intent is right, right? I think a lot of people don't realize how off their intent is. And self-serving behavior, you can almost smell it. And I think the sad part for a lot of people is, you know, they've got a million dollar practice and at some level it's it can sort of be very self-serving, right? And and getting over that is part of the journey and why we want to do these. And for people listening, like, listen, I think it's that whatever, if you're willing to give it the right amount of time and you do it consistently, you can create some pretty incredible things. This is a wonderful business to be in. You can make a great profit. You can, you can, you know, I, I still think these are just tremendous businesses, right? And so I love it. Any other closing thoughts, anything else you want to share or anything else you think, like anything you wish you would have known? Like, like if you play that game of like, if I was starting over today, <laughs> I don't know what's your. Yeah. You know, um, I was always all in. Um, I think there, you know, the saying that your eyes and ears only hear or see what the brain's looking yeah. for. Um, when when I was at that stage 10 years ago, my eyes and ears were looking for different things. Mm. But then, and there was other problems I couldn't figure out, I wasn't ready to listen to. So just being consistent, sticking with it, and then, you know, always going into, you know, a lecture with you or like a, a workshop with you or to some of the events that you throw, you know, not going in with a kind of a humble heart and saying, you know, I'm going to learn something today. I'm going to learn yeah. something out of this. Because sometimes even just repeat information, if once you think you know it all, once you think you're a master in this particular subject, you're going to miss things. Because at some point you weren't, you were only listening for certain things. Mm -hmm. Now that you've matured or grown, and now you're, so I would just tell people to always be, um, always be learning to grow and learn. Mm. That I mean, even when I'm at five million, there are some guys that dwarf me. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. I, and and not that I'm. I just want to be better. So I'm saying, right. Hey, where, where, where can my life go? Where, where's God going to take me? And, um, but I just want to give it my best effort. So there are a lot of other people that are probably doing better than you are. So just realize what are you doing it for? Are you doing it to show off or are you doing it for something good? Hmm. And what does that mean for you? That's good. You know, there's an interesting, um, you know, the, the stats on, adults you know if you think about it right if you learn something on on a random tuesday in 2012 and you know it and then you i were to apply the same thing on a random tuesday in 2023 the circumstances are completely different and so what a lot of people forget is there's a difference between knowing something and doing it and applying it, right? And and so it is funny and sad all at the same time how so many people will only think they should learn. Like, and it's interesting, particularly about dentists, that they, they'll do continuing education their whole life, they'll brag about it, and but then they won't put the time into learning these other things that you've described today, right? when really every piece of data, like Perry, I always ask everyone this question. Have you ever had a patient ask to see your license? Never. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, right? Have you ever had a patient come in and ask to see 
your advance certification from a residency or some continuing education program? Never. Isn't that funny? And yeah. have you ever had a patient come in and say, I came to you because my friend said that you went to this program? See what I'm saying? <laughs> so what, where I think we've got to remind people is that Patients are afraid to go to the dentist, and I, I like to remind people of this because dentists love to forget this, right? It is the top fear in, it's like a top five fear of all human beings is to go see a dentist. And I think a lot of dentists forget that. And so what happens when they walk into your office on any given Tuesday, right? They can be afraid of going to the dentist, but they can walk into your office and have a lovely, delightful, pleasant experience. And I, and isn't that awesome? And yeah, I, I think we, you know, I think we forget. Like I, so many doctors forget this, and that your team is the most influential. Starting with the phone, going through the, when they walk in the door, going through everything. You can be a fantastic doctor, but you will never be your fullest until you have put a team around you that can make magic. Like you too can make the magic. They can't. They can't do what you do to the smile but they can give them all those other comforts, which is really what I think those, we forget that these patients really have a lot of apprehension about. And they just want to be cared for. I think that's what you're describing. And if we're, all, if we're only focused on the technical aspect of it, then we're losing kind of the, the whole purpose, which is the patient, the person, who's that person. So people want to be cared for. And when you can show that you're caring for them in many different ways, yeah. many different levels with your team that just supports you as a then you don't have to pay for advertising. Your friends, their your clients are referring their friends and family, yeah. and they're not scared anymore. They you get that instant trust when they walk through the door. Um, so it it can happen. It just takes work, and you have to figure out where your blind spots are. Yeah, um, I I think that's where I had some blind spots. I just I just needed somebody else to say, hey, you're doing great, but these are your blind spots, and this is what's keeping you from going to the next level. Mm -hmm. But we all have them. That's for sure. Well, hey, thank you so much for sharing your story. And uh, I know that there'll be somebody out there who definitely picks up on a thing or two or this is what they needed to hear today. So keep up the great work. I appreciate you. Keep doing the things you're doing, right? Another, you know, it's funny, like you're, I, I think I said this to you, you know, the first 10 is the hardest and you get through that and then, the starting point, if you look at another 10, where you're starting is such a different place, you got to imagine where you end up at, you know what I'm saying? It's such an exciting, you're, you're, you're beginning 10 years ago, even though you're doing well, it's small compared to where you are today. And then those things compound, right? So it's, it's, it's an exciting proposition to watch, right? And then, you know, and you, yeah. you still have a lot of, you got a lot of, a lot of things, a full life still ahead with those young kids. So, hey, thanks for being yeah. with us. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me on here, Jay. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a great experience. Thank All right. You. Okay. You guys have a fantastic day and we will talk or see you soon. Bye. As a doctor, you've dedicated years to mastering medical science and honing your craft. 
the time has come for you to take the next step in maximizing your private practice. Partner with the Scheduling Institute and unlock the full potential of your practice. Give us a call today at 770-518-7575 to discover how we can assist you.